Hey everybody, welcome to take two of the opening for the Engage Family Gaming Podcast. I- I'm not going to say that I've been talking. Fortunately, it was mostly me doing the talking, so I didn't put all my all my co-host and guest to work, only to redo it. Oh man, thank you Linda for checking. Um, I'm a host, not a technician. Megamom in the chat. That's how I should have known that we didn't that we weren't live because Megamom didn't say anything. Welcome to a special edition of the EFG show. This is actually a special recording of the Engaged Family Gaming podcast, the board game edition. Special for two reasons. One, I'm obviously joined by, by one of my very best friends in the whole wide world, Linda Robel, the Mistress of Magnificence, otherwise known as Mom. And Excuse me. I am also joined for the second introduction by my absolute favorite board game. Actually, really forget it. I'm not even going to put qualifiers. My favorite TikToker of all time in the universe, Daniel Standring. How are you, my friend? Fantastic. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing. I'm doing great. Are you sick of my voice yet? Because if you are, I'm sorry. <laughs> No, um, in all fairness, I don't shut up. So I feel you. I will just talk forever and ever and ever. I'm just I'm embracing the beautiful vibe of your voice right now. Okay, that's good. So, uh, that, that might be the first time anyone's ever said that my voice had a beautiful vibe. So thank you. Um, <laughs> it's board game week, so we've got a couple of things on the agenda. All of us have played board games. Danielle, you play them quite frequently, not as often as you would like to, because you're a responsible adult with a job. Um, but, uh, but you play quite a few, uh, I've gotten a delivery. Linda has actually played a game. Uh, so we're going to go around the horn and then we're going to talk about TikTok and how it's intersecting with board games, because man, if you had told me when TikTok started that it was eventually going to have a vibrant, growing, powerful community of board game creators, I would have told you you were absolutely high. Um, yep. And so, uh, but the fact is, not only is it big, growing, and strong, all three of us are a part of it. What? Um, so, yeah, let's, so, let's start, I started last time, I'm going to give my voice a break. Linda, you played <laughs> Quest Kids. I did. So this was sent to me uh, by Treasure Fall Games because they have the expansion on Kickstarter Live right now. So this is basically a, kind of like a My First Dungeon Crawler. It's for ages five and up, two to four players, 30 minutes. And I think even with us setting up, messing up a little bit, just because the rules are very simplistic, so simple, we kind of inferred too much <laughs> and had to back up. Um, it still, I think, only took us 30 minutes. Very easy. It really is a great entry-level game for either someone that's never done a dungeon crawler and needs something super basic or a young child. Uh, there is a fair amount of reading on the cards, but it's one of those, it's open, like, it's pretty much open hand, more or less. There's very little hidden information, so you can collaborate and, and assist. Uh, it is competitive, but there's a cooperative element. So they have something called Kind Kids, so you can help somebody else defeat, defeat a monster. If they don't have all the resources, and then you get a card, a Kind Kid card, there's always a benefit and sometimes it's the same or as good as what you get from defeating the monster so it's a really cool vibe it the monsters are um cute they're not too scary and you're not um killing monsters you're scaring them away so they keep it really 
little kid friendly and not scary at all, which is really cool. Have you uh, played this one, Danny? Nope. Nope. No? That definitely sounds like something I should put on my radar, especially with having kids. Uh, try to keep it, you know, family friendly when we're at the table. So that sounds primo to me. <laughs> yeah, we'll get you. We'll get you their contact information because uh, I'm sure they would love to hear from you. Um, they reached out to us randomly. I remember Linda, weren't you and I were at the table together when one of us got the email? I think um, something like that. I had yeah mm-hmm. commented randomly on somebody else's thing that's right. on that's right a Facebook group. Different yep. game I'm thinking and about. Then, that's yeah, that was that one, and they reached out to me because I mentioned my background with education. So, oh, cool. they appealed that appealed to them apparently. I I need to surround myself with people smarter than me, which interestingly enough, not hard. But I wanted to get an expert. Um, He's so, so self deprecating. Oh, but self deprecating humor is literally my brand, and Amanda is not here to stop me. It's true. I won't come, tell on you. It's fine. If you come back for video game week sometime, Danielle, you'll hear Amanda who will very much tell me that it is inappropriate. She she gets on my case. Uh, she mom voices him and everything. I, she does. I, I, you know what? Self-deprecating can be funny, but there's definitely a point where you're like, come on, mm-hmm. love yourself a little bit. It is like, it, you know what? I, well, I've, what I have been told, and the one that actually got me was when someone said that it was lazy. And I was like, man, you're kind of right. Because I can slam myself all day. And so I, I promise I will not unless it's really funny. But it, it, and that whole bit about I want to surround myself with smart people, but it's really not that hard. That was kind of clever. But the rest of it, I'll let it go. Um, that was pretty clever. Quest Kids is one of those. I mean, there are so many like role playing games in a box, right? Like, ju- it feels like just about everybody is putting one out or has put one out already. And if you're forming a board game company, that's like the thing you make now. Like, we see so many, and I I really like the fact that this company, these guys, really went for it with a younger market because they simplified it and also not just simplified it, but the idea of scaring monsters away as opposed to defeating them, having that like alternate win condition on that. I think that's really cool. Cause there are some parents I don't particularly care. You know, I play Dungeons and Dragons with my younger kids. Like they get it. These are monsters. They're not real things, but there are a lot of folks that that does matter to them that they don't want. They don't want that. And they, so there's certainly a market for it. And I think it's really cool to just kind of dive in there. And just be like, listen, this, this is a nonviolent RPG. I'm all in. I mean, it's kind of like that Wander Home book that we've talked about. The tape, you know, like, it's so awesome. The idea of having, like, conflict, but have it not involve stabbing a dude. Some alternate language in there. Yeah. Have you, are you not, have you heard, have you seen the Wander Home stuff? Seen the Wander Homes and then, but that made me also think of the, the Wander Squares. I think that's what it's called it is like an rpg in a box it was on kickstarter last year and i wish i had like more in my brain about it right now um but it's meant to be more of like a family-friendly intro to rpgs sure. and it's a good combination of like a tabletop board game and a tabletop rpg so it's a good blend of both and i feel like that follows the same path of you know some some nice some more delicate language and the the intro to things and it kind of holds your hand through it so like the hardened D and D veteran yeah would be for them but it's also just a little more family friendly and I wish I could say I'm playing that sometime soon but I feel like it might might sit on my shelf for a little bit before we get to it I know that feeling that's that, that <laughs> is the same and I was so excited and the books are so well made and like. Yeah. 
just the quality of the game. I was like, oh, this is going to be a good time. And then I was like, yeah, this is sitting on the shelf probably for another year or two before we do anything. Um, that, I mean, that's the life of a board game content creator slash board game collector, right? Don't, don't they always say like collecting board games and playing them are two, two separate hobbies? And then yeah. creating content around them is a third one. Um, yeah. So, yeah. The, the I mean, with the nonviolent tabletop role-playing games. I know Linda and I have talked about this. I mean, I, I know at some point this summer and into the future, I'm going to be running some online, you know, doing some live plays. So if, you, if you're ever into uh, doing a live play uh, DB game that doesn't involve stabbing dudes, I'll let you know. Um, I could always use extra players. Um, and we, and because, of, because of the pandemic, now we can, uh, everybody knows how to play those games online. So we can just, just, Go and you won't even have to drive the what forty five minutes down here, um, which is wild that you live less than an hour away. Um, so <laughs> I know it's, it's funny. Um, so all right, Danny, you have played. Can I call you that? Are we cool? Oh, of course. Please, please um, call Danny D Danielle. Whatever comes out of your mouth. Actually, my friends call me Darnell. It's the weirdest freaking nickname I've ever been given, <laughs> but I embrace it. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, someday, maybe I'll even be. I, I don't even know. I'll, someday I'll come up with my own name for you. Someday, <laughs> one, when we're true best friends, I'll just call you something else. Um, okay. Who the heck knows, Danny? So, what have you been playing recently? You've been playing anything cool? Oh man, I think I've been playing something super cool. Uh, so, let's start off the story by saying I've been waking up at six in the morning to play this game. <laughs> That's how cool it's been. <laughs> So I received Burn Cycle. This is the latest game from Chip Theory Games, the folks who make Too Many Bones and Phone's Fire. And this is kind of like the child that has come out of quarantine. This has been like their pet game that they have been developing over the past two years. Um, and it has a very different feel from Too Many Bones and Cloud's Fire, both set in a very like fantastical world, like orcs and trolls and all of these like mysterious monsters that you fight this is set in the future and it's all about robots and it feels very much like a video game it's almost like they took a video game and slapped it on the table it's a cooperative game one to four players and you play as these robots but the whole story the backstory behind it is is that humans made robots robots took over um, I hope I'm doing this justice in some way. I'm, I'm sure I'm going to be missing some details in between. Um, robots um, took okay. over. I'm in. As soon as you said robots, I was like, all right. That sold him in that two yeah. seconds. Please. It went south with the robots when they tried to bring back the humans. So humans got wiped out. And then robots were like, we, we need the humans back. But of course, bringing them back meant they were like, oh, no, we're, we're taking this over again. This is ours. So now it is like the... The struggle between the robot and the human faction where you play as the robots but there's also bad robots too with that so there's like the captains they're like bad humans and then they also have like their their cronies almost like cylons basically and the whole game is laid out you're in the corporation you're robots you're trying to infiltrate in a physical plane so you're like physically like you're hacking doors and you're trying to destroy the bad guards, security <laughs> guards, but also at the same time, you're in like the matrix and they call it, what is it called? I wish I remember. You have your own IP address basically. So you're in the physical plane and then you're also in the matrix and you're trying to fight off the bad robots. It is just like, 
this mind-blowing system. I don't know how you have a brain to bring this all together, but it works. Um, and we're my husband and I are trying to get through. They they lay everything out in like missions and stories and all of this. It it is fantastic and i can't wait to like show people about it and tell people about it but that has been like our pet project for the past few weeks since i've been back from gamma and it is nothing short of amazing when it comes from chip theory as far as like production quality like everything is like top notch like neoprene mats there's like there's chips as you expect chip theory but then there's like these brass robot figurines that sit on the chips they're they're magnetic and they sit on the chips I, that's it. Like wow. mind, my for those who are watching, mind blown. Mind blown. <laughs> it's super good. <laughs> so that's what I've been doing every morning, six o'clock, waking up before the wow. kids. Come. That sounds that's, awesome. That sounds. That really does. How sound long cool. are you playing? You get up at six. How long are you playing? We play to like, like seven ten, seven fifteen, okay. and that's when I start. Okay. We start wrangling up the fam. We do the showers, and then they're out of the house by eight o'clock. Um, but well, cause my oldest gets on the bus at six o'clock. So that's kind of like our alarm clock. Like, okay, we're up. Yeah. Sure. Um, but it's, we can't stop. Wow. We, I, after I'm done talking with you guys, that is what we're doing. Wow. <laughs> well, I won't make it last too much longer. We gotta, uh, we have to respect <laughs> that. We have to respect that one. Uh, and we do know, I mean, anybody that knows your content knows that you were predisposed to like this game because of, I, I think that you like too many bones more than almost every human on earth i think there's like your like immediate family and friends and then too many bones and then there's like a line and then there's like the rest of us and i i'm not being offended we, we've only really spoke started speaking like today but like you know it, it, you know the, the, these guys have their hooks in you oh they got me good you know what my husband likes that game probably more than me and i think his the hooks in him are even deeper because he wow. will sit down and play cloud spire by himself for like hours out of whack. I call that my babysitter. Like when I have to like do something for work or I'm trying to put together a video or something, or I'm like, just go play Cloud Spire for a couple hours and then we'll we'll reconvene afterwards. Like he's he's the bigger fanboy than I am, which is honestly a problem when that's, it comes to anything about ship theory. Because we're like, yeah, that's yeah, dangerous. It is awful. It is so terrible. when you were getting on the plane to go to Gamma, knowing that Chip Theory Games was there, he was like, can you make sure you stop there? Can you stop at their booth? Can you make sure? So they actually weren't there. So one of the- oh, they one of their, No, oh, wow. so one of the members of Chip Theory, he is on the Gamma board for diversity and inclusion. So okay. he was there. But the problem was, I had just gotten Burn Cycle before I left. So the problem was waiting for me to get home so he could play. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Man. Just sitting so on the table and he'd send me pictures. He was like, me in the bay tonight we're gonna get down on this and i'm like no you're not (laughs) (laughs) wow um i'm sure he almost got himself in trouble um your your that game and its relationship between the two of you it's kind of like world of warcraft and me my wife will be like don't you have a dungeon to do don't you have like gold making to do yeah i'll go do that um so world of warcraft that's a trigger word for me sir you're gonna need to calm down are you well i know you used to play do you still? Did you stop during Shadowlands? No, it w- no. Uh, yes, but no. <laughs> I always come back. <laughs> I always, I always come back. It always somehow like fishing. It always it, gets well, I mean, me to come back. In. April nineteenth, they're getting you back. Oh, without a doubt. But here's the thing: this year they <laughs> didn't get me back because of Elden Ring. 
I mean, so fun fact about Elden Ring, and we can talk. And this is the EFG show too. We can right, talk about video games. Game. This is the board game. No, 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 this all is all good. So, <laughs> it's all just good. so you know, I'm not sure. But this is what happens. It's I'm all sure good. you're not. So, there's two <laughs> things going on here. Number one, I'm in charge. There are no cops. I can talk about whatever I want. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, Mega Mom is watching. She loves video <laughs> games too. Normally, board games are on Tuesday, and Thursday night mm-hmm. is the EFG show, which is which is a news show where we talk about video games. We could talk. I mean, and it. Really, it would just be a whole lot of me yelling about how uh, Epic Games and Lego are going to destroy Roblox, and I'm very excited about it. Um, that got announced is. today, and I'm so thrilled because I don't like Roblox. I don't know if you're a Roblox fan. I hate <laughs> it. Um, I've seen some things playing that game. Um, so I've seen, I've seen things. <laughs> I was on the news. No joke. I was on the news for. Uh, I was interviewed by a, a news outlet in New York. Because uh, there was a thing that happened and I went in, like I posed as, I did one of those things where I posed as like a kid and I went into one of the, like, I saw, I don't even want to talk about it. It was traumatic. It was, it was really not cool. And um, so I've been on record being like Roblox is hot trash. Um, Play anything else. Like I'd probably rather my kids play Mortal Kombat than Roblox. I'm not even joking. The new ones too. Not even like the Super Nintendo ones that don't even count. Talking like eleven, you know. I just the likelihood of them see, you know, seeing things—it's just bad. But so we, uh, so normally Thursdays is video game day, so we can talk about whatever we want. Um, and Elden Ring is—I'm uh, probably going to be streaming that because I am hilariously bad at video games, <laughs> and so the idea is I have been because I am hilariously bad at games. Um, I have had a number of people be like, you know, uh, you should play Elden Ring. And I was like, no, you're, you're crazy. This game is known for being really hard. Like, what are you, what are you doing? It's a, I know what this game is. I'm not, what do you think? Just because I talk about Mario Kart all the time that I like don't follow. I know what, I know what From Software does to people. I know what's going on here. I know exactly. There's There's no wool being pulled over my eyes. Um, but enough people have been like, no, you should do that, then I'm going to. Now, the key is it's not appropriate for engaged family gaming content because, like, you know, murder. Um, But I do have my own personal channel that I'm building. I have a new logo for it that I have yet to reveal. So that is going to be... a big reveal. Oh, this is news for me. Linda, you will see it it on Saturday. Because we're uh, we're doing a special special EFG project on Saturday. (laughs) And I can, can I say, should I reveal it here? Because Mega Mom's in, in the chat. Should I talk about it? Um, we're making a magazine on Saturday. So excited. We're making a magazine. Um, and we're going to have uh, three magazines a year. Um, to start. We might add more if it turns out to not be that hard. But, um, so what happened is a friend of mine that I went to high school with, she does graphic. She does uh, graphic design and layout for a magazine, a trade magazine for dental hygienists. So specific. It's so very specific. specific. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. We you, all man. say the same thing. It's like that's. He said literally the same thing when I found out what it was, and so I was unemployed for like a stretch of like five months this past end of last summer, and um, we, she and I uh, went out for breakfast one day, and she was like, "Listen, I have this thing that I can do." I have this certain set of skills 
and um, I want to do something fun. So can I help you? And I was like, yeah. And so, uh, so, so tomorrow, so on Saturday, we're gonna make a magazine oh, about yeah, board tomorrow. games. I wish it was tomorrow. I wish it were tomorrow. God, I, wish I have it were to tomorrow. get through Friday first. Yeah, we got. You do have to get through Friday first. Um, yep, with a little uh, children brain. It's it's short notice, Danny. Otherwise, I'd invite you down. Um, I mean, you're welcome either way. Um, but you know, <laughs> I doubt two days notice can get mom out of the house. We. Um, we got some things going on. Oh, yeah, I know. No surprise. Um, well, I just figured it was rude. I'm hosting and we still have things going on. Oh, yeah. It's, <laughs> e- EFG sprints are, are a thing. So, anyway. Um, yeah, of course, April 19th, they're going to get you back. Did you see the spoilers? No, I haven't looked at anything. I you know what? I haven't thought about it since Castle Nathria. I, PTSD wow. thinking about it. But that's where I left off. But that's also like where like my foundation of like gaming came from. Like, wow. So I'm like it is like deep in my blood. World of Warcraft um, get me back. You know what, Quentin and Castle Nathria, man. Uh, you missed Sylvanas. So, uh, Sylvanas almost yeah. destroyed my guild. She almost I destroyed have our a guild. Hate relationship with her, and I don't know if I needed an actual fight with her to like solidify if it's love or hate. Would three hundred wipes on her make you feel better or worse? No, that'd be terrible. I would just I cry, and especially if I'm a damage dealer, so I'm the one dying. Like, yeah, that's what my son <laughs> I can does. Really imagine that. Um, yeah, I'm a Miss Weaver monk main. Um, oh. um, I'm a panda. I mean, you can I, tell. I was going to ask it, if you were a panda. Like, of course, I'm a panda. Well, you can't see. But I definitely look, I look like my character. Um, <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I'm Miss Weaver Monk Bane, Alliance side. Um, and yeah, exactly. Um, so we can talk all about that. I, I'll talk to you offline. I'll tell you the name of the next expansion if you want to know. Um, because that, do you want to know? I'll tell you right now. Well, do you, do you want to know? I need a, I need a deliberate nod. This is, I'm giving consent for you to tell me okay. the name of World the of, expansion. It is, all right, listen, I just want to know, it's World of Warcraft Dragonflight. Oh, God, with dragons involved? Good thing I can't swear right now, because a lot of words almost came the out of cover, my uh, The leaked cover art has Alex Straza, and you know how we know that it's legit cover art? Because she's wearing clothes, and we know if it were fan art, she'd have been basically naked. She'd have been naked as hell. Um, let's be real. She's got like something. She's got, she's wearing like, she's wearing, well, Blizzard, Blizzard has tried to, to desexualize World of Warcraft as much as they can. They've tried because of the stuff. The fans are, right. Because of all the things. And we've talked about it at length on other shows, not so much on the board game show, but they've tried. But so like, she's wearing like armor now, as opposed to a bathing suit. So that's how I knew. I saw that and I was like, that's got to be real because she's wearing clothes. Um, Plus the magic resist with that big. And there's, <laughs> and there's a giant dragon behind her. <laughs> so anyway, enough about World of Warcraft. Um, we can talk, you and I can talk, talk shop. If you ever need to server hop, I'm always recruiting. Um, I'm, I'm locked in. Been locked in for 15, 16. Just, ugh, ugh, 16 years now. I feel rude. I'm just saying I feel rude not inviting you. I don't want to I appreciate I appreciate ne- the extent, the the invite. Um I'm locked in. I, I got no. my fam squad. 9.2.5, you can actually raid with the horde. I don't know if you know that yet. They're, not that. I am doing, I have an saying. allegiance. Anyway. Excuse anyway. me, I do not cross swords, all right? <laughs> <laughs> um 
As someone on a dead server, I'm really excited because it gives me more players to play with. Um, I'm on Argent Dawn. So, like, oof. Let's see. Um, so, anyway. It's time for me. Okay. <laughs> Around the horn. <laughs> so, um, I got a book the other day from Kickstarter. Um, and it is a Dungeons & Dragons book. We talk about these quite a bit. Danny, I know you play the D&D. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Linda plays, and she's like, oh, wow, Steve got, Steve got another book. What weird crap is he going to torment us with next time we play? <laughs> so, um, and I'll tell you, Linda. Um, so this is called Wondrous Expeditions Forest. This is from Loresmith. We've actually talked about them on the show previously. When we talked about, um, they did uh, Remarkable Inns and Taverns, and then Remarkable, uh, and then they did another one that was Remarkable Marketplaces, which is all about, mm-hmm. like, shops and so, Loresmith makes system agnostic uh, expansion material. So, basically, uh, you don't you can play Pathfinder. You could you know play any of these other really cool Savage Lands, any of these other really cool role playing systems, uh, and you can still use their books, which I think is genius. By the way, really, really they're just is. making cool lore, cool characters, cool concepts, and they give you the themes of the characters, locations, etc. And you, as the dungeon master, do have a little bit of work to fill it in and give them stats. Or you look online, because there's always a nerd making a stat for everything. Um, So, because there's always a nerd doing something. Um, So, this is... This series, this is new for them. This was on Kickstarter last year. uh, And it is Wondrous Expeditions. Yeah, nerds making stats. Megamom's coming in with the heat. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, so, or you can use TikTok to make your stats. You've made a few of those. I oh my god, the D and D filter. <laughs> Dan, have you seen that? You you know the D and D filter where you, I uh, I'm overdue. I just all I do all I, I do is use that. Um, I every couple of days make a stupid Dungeons and Dragons part uh, party where I do like I just do it five or six times in a three minute video, and I'm like, this is your party. Use this for your one shot, guys. And some of them have been. Chef kiss, um, like the party of warlocks, and uh, three of them have a six charisma, so they're really bad at connecting to their patron because they're bad <laughs> warlocks. But then there's the one guy, and I'm like, oh, they're just his apostles. <laughs> it was fine. Um, so this is uh, all about forests, and so you might be like, what, the heck, what are you, what are you doing? This actually fills in descriptive text for. Just about every kind of forest you can have, um, or that you can imagine, be it mundane, magical, or otherwise. And it helps explain, like, what kinds of encounters would be in different kinds of forests and kind of how they work. So that you're not just going from a road to a field to a full forest. That's not how it works, right? They, they As you go deeper into a forest, or as a forest comes upon a stream... They are different. There's different animals, there's different encounters, there's different stuff you might think that might be there that you might not think of if you're not somebody that goes in, you know, if you're not a camper or a hiker, etc. You might not really be aware that forests are different in different locations. I know that sounds really dumb, but believe it or not, they are. Um, And I'm bad at describing that. That's like one of my downfalls as a dungeon master is I'm just not great at describing terrain Unless I have prepackaged text. And I love that prepackaged text. Linda, look, look, I stopped the whole table <laughs> to get that. I don't improvise any of that. This gives you prepackaged text that you can kind of use or move through. Huge fan. And it also has rules for expeditions. 
which are literally pick a start point, pick an end point as the Dungeon Master, and have the players, and it has rules for how they can progress from place to place. Um, particularly useful if you're playing the, if you need to add a little extra flavor to the Tomb of Annihilation D&D book, hmm. which may or may not be in the coming like in the lineup for my uh, my nerd party once they kill Strahd. Um, <laughs> We're so they, close. They're so close. They gotta kill Strahd. <laughs> That's so it. Um, and they're definitely going to. Like, Strahd definitely has it coming. Like, he's he doesn't he's even know. It. I mean, I've had a pandemic to prepare. And <laughs> there is no way that I can even handle it. Um, he is so screwed. It's gonna be comically bad. It's gonna be like an anime-style beatdown. Um, I almost feel bad for him. Um, Flames everywhere. I mean, after the flying bear, I mean, you know, we've already had that nonsense. We might have had an encounter that flying bear. with the, a flying bear. Maybe. Damn. <laughs> That's terrifying. I'm not going to lie. Like, if you were described to me, a flying bear would be like, pump the brakes. It's even stuff. crazier because it was a flying bear carrying a cart a wagon. that had all of them piled in it. They were trying to escape a town. So... Have, did you ever play 4th edition, Dan? No. So in 4th edition, 4th edition had its problems. I'm not going to try and pretend. I'm not going to evangelize 4th edition, whatever. It's a, okay. it's, a, it's a book. But one of the things that was in it that I have 100% stolen is the idea they call them skill challenges. And I and Mike, so our DM has too. He does that with us as well. Yeah, all right. So I did a skill challenge with them. And this was the very first one. For, mm-hmm. That I did. I like watched the YouTube video where the guy was like, "Check out this is what skill challenges are." Mm-hmm. And that afternoon, I went to there to and we had a game. Um, and they uh, and I was like, "All right, so you're in this town," and they confronted the adventuring party because things got out of hand. And like they do. the the sort as one <laughs> does, and the sorcerer sorceress decided she was going to like fire a shot across their nose and unintentionally top-down at a group of guardsmen and just left husks and of dead bodies. And so, obviously, it it irritated the village. So, like, they had to get out of there fast. So, he used a strength check to pick up the wagon in bear form. So, he's holding the wagon, and then the sorcerer cast fly on him. And so he made a strength check to fly through the air. The party. Holding party. with the wagon. Not the NPCs, and with the party, the party on there. With the, with the party in the wagon. Because Jeez. he was strong enough. We looked it up. How much a bear can carry. It was within his weight limit. And I was like, I mean, you know barely. what? Now, barely. it was just barely. barely. Now, <laughs> some people may be like, but you could have stopped that at any time. And I, you're right, folks. I could have. But I always vote for what is awesome. And there, is, baby. Um, and there is nothing more awesome than a barodactyl. Because <laughs> um, that's what we call that maneuver. Uh, it's the barodactyl maneuver. And um, I made it challenging. He had trouble getting the lift. So they had the problem. The final skill check was that he had to more or less steer to get around the last guard tower. You know what I mean? I made it challenging. Um, my wife's rogue <laughs> ninja person had to like jump off and like deal with some stuff and then jump back on. I made it theatrical, but at the end of the day, it was a flying bear carrying a wagon. Um, and he crashed at the end of it and they lost their wagon and the Dead. warlock was very sad. 
Um, because he was worked very hard to buy that wagon, which is hard to get in Barovia. Um, so anyway, that's my book. We took a de- detour. Um, Wondrous Expeditions. They have another Kickstarter up right now, Lore Smith does. This time it's Remarkable Guilds, which I think is super cool. Lots mm. of organizations, uh, be they secret or otherwise, and the NPCs that are a part of them that you can insert into various game worlds. And there's like a Tinker's Academy and like a Paladin mm. Guild. And like there's one for just about everybody. Super cool. I backed it so fast. I made a sonic boom on the way to my mouse. <laughs> Smash that button, baby. I did. So true. <laughs> so that is... Um, so that's around the horn. It took a while, but that's okay. We were having fun. We made it around the whole horn. We did. We absolutely did. So <laughs> let's talk about TikTok. Danny, you've been doing TikTok for three-ish years, like a whole pandemic. The whole pandemic. The whole pandalini, as I like to call it. The Peter Pandalini. We, um, we've stopped, but for the longest time, we referred to it as... The Fire Nation attacking. <laughs> um, but we've, we've kind of stopped. Um, I don't know why. I, I just, the joke got old. So what made you, so TikTok, when you got on it, was unquestionably an app for children. What made you decide, I'm making a joke, not really. Grownups were on there. But what made you decide to download it and do it? So I was home. My, I was home with both the kids, my oldest and my youngest. I work from home and I was spending a lot of time with the kids. <laughs> so, um, not that I don't have any friends, but like I didn't have any friends. So I was like, I'm going to talk to the internet. Um, I do have friends. That's a bad joke. If my friends ever listen to this, I'm sorry. I love you guys. <laughs> but during the day, I was like, I need an identity. Like right now, I am just like a working mom with hobbies. Um, but I never get to express that. And I feel like as you get older, like I'm well into my thirties and doing the mom thing, I felt like I was kind of like losing myself. I was like, who, who am I? Who am I? Um, so let's tell the internet who I am. Cause that seems like the reasonable thing to do. Um, it started off with me posting videos of my kids. Um, but I'm also not trying to exploit them. So I felt very weird doing that. Um, they were funny. Videos were funny, um, but I also felt a little dirty doing that. And then one day I jokingly was like, oh, maybe I'll talk about Gloomhaven. And I talked about Gloomhaven. And for whatever reason, the people wanted to listen to me talk about Gloomhaven. So (laughs) I'll make another one talking about, I can't remember what my second video was. It was maybe about Splendor. It was probably about Splendor. And people wanted to hear me talk about that. And there was comments and back and forth. And then it just, I made a joke about Kickstarter. And... I think that was that kind of sealed the deal with me and making content. And I was like, oh, there's like room for jokes about board games. Like, there's enough people in this world that understood that stupid joke made. And I just, I went with it. And over time, my content has gotten better. And my relationships with people in the board game world has grown enormously. And I'm very grateful for that. Um, I just like doing it. I love doing it, actually. I was always into board games, but I think this made me more into board games and more diverse in the games that I play. Because in the beginning, as a board game snob, I was such a snob. I was like, this isn't a heavy euro. I don't want this. What's the weighted average on this? 3.1? Not for me. I don't want this. Uh, oh, it has dice? Ah, puppycock. I don't want it. Um, but being a person on the internet and communicating with people and just general interactions or sounds like just try it i promise like you'll have a good time 
I'm like, sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll keep an open mind. And I play new games. And Too Many Bones three years ago, I never would have played that damn game. It is all dice. And I was super competitive and I never wanted to play a co-op game. And here I am. It's my favorite game. And all I want to do is like dungeon crawl and play with my friends and have fun. So it has been a journey for me just like kind of finding who I am, like post being a mom, which is kind of hard to explain if you've never done it. Um, it's it's given me a good outlet. And now I, I, I'm I'm Danny Standring on the internet, which is bizarre. My husband looks at me, he's like, who are you? Like, what happened here? <laughs> and not in a bad way, but he gives me like the, how did we get to this point? You can go, well, three years ago. <laughs> well, let me tell you a story about the time I downloaded TikTok. And that was it the end <laughs> it's, it's so funny a story all is. about how um you know what the idea of finding yourself after becoming a parent i'm not i mean specifically i can't speak to the finding out what you know finding yourself after becoming a mom as i am not one however most of efg staff is and i can say sure. that that is not uh when you the, when you say that and you say like it might be kind of weird to think about no, the audience here a hundred percent understands that um, that voyage, that kind of vision quest. Every, all y'all have to go on, um, and I feel a lot of the same way, right? You know, I want you know the, that's part of the reason why I started EFG eight years ago is that I wanted, um, you know, I was talking about this stuff anyway. So yep. why not use content tools? This is obviously before even musically, which turned into TikTok, um, but the idea of you know, you're sometimes you're just called to do it, right? Like it's like this is it's happening. You all of a sudden people want to hear what you want to say, and I don't want to say it's addicting, but like there's there is something cool. All right, I'll own it. Um, there there is something really cool about getting better at talking about something that you like mm-hmm. to the point where other people actually give a damn what you say. It's a wild. It's a wild. Pro- <sighs> the fact that people actually care about the words that come out of my mouth and it is it is strange it is strange and i knew going into this there were things i didn't want to do like there are ways i consume information and there's ways i consume my own board game content and i was told myself i was like i'm not going to do that like i i don't want to watch that like i don't want to make something that i don't even want to watch so the fact that i've like stuck to my gun and kind of made the content i want to do and people actually like it what who who let me who let me have a phone to do that like that's crazy <laughs> but i think that's the key right there you're making what you would like and mm-hmm. other people have the same opinion so that was i was this fall i was like i kind of want to get on tiktok but i'm i was hesitant i mean to be fair i'm the oldest one in this room right now so to speak and like i just was nervous about jumping in and steve like advised me was I'm still the oldest. Listen, I've owned my old. I'm old. It's fine. I tell my students I'm old. It's fine. I I own it. It's the best. And then they tell me I'm not, and it's funny. Um, but <laughs> it's always funny. I, when well, you, you're not. You you're like, get it. I first grade. I teach first grade. I tell mm-hmm. my first graders I'm 88. I'm not 88. But I tell them that's all I'm going to tell them. And they're like, no. Well, that's the funny best part. Kids that say, "Wow, you're old." I'm like, "Oh, I got to check your math skills." <laughs> Let's let's do a time. Let's, let's look close. Yeah. Let's look close at you, my love. Um, no, but the Steve's advice to me was go consume. Go just watch TikToks, see what you mm-hmm. like, see what doesn't jive with you. And that's how I spent the first month, I think, I had the app. 
And I told her to watch you, by the way. Yeah, you were one of the people I told her to watch. Oh, thanks. I was on TikTok for a solid, like, almost a year. Like, when TikTok started to become a thing, like, after Mm -hmm. Musical.ly, I was like, yeah, I'll download it, sure, I'll be on there. It took me a long time to post my first video, just because I I enjoyed it. I was definitely a consumer. Like, that's the platform I enjoy, Mm -hmm. like... And finally, one day I was like, "Yeah, post. Why not? Sure, YOLO." <laughs> yeah, uh, you know what? I um, I definitely consumed. Man, my algorithm has gotten messed up so many times that I've had to like basically restart. Uh, before I learned what a burner account was, now I know. Now everything's easy. Like now, my, now my actual stuff is. I don't even have one of those. Just have another account. It's not, it's not oh, I can't. I. I can barely manage my own account. <laughs> Don't create content on the other one. I have a I have one that is just for looking at uh, videos that my sister sends me because my sister sends me stuff that is very inappropriate. My SYP um, wild place. And well, well, the problem is TikTok is dangerous. TikTok got well. I mean TikTok it, uh, the TikTok algorithm for. Someone who consumes content late at night and has ADHD can it can make your FYP scary. I honestly don't even look at it. I really only look at the people that I follow because um, the FYP, like I have no idea what the heck's going to pop up there. But now I have a burner account, so it's a little bit easy because there's certain accounts where I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to put them on there, I think and I'll just follow them, um, just because their content's not inappropriate, but because it gets lumped in with content from people who are, it's like whoa. I don't want to accidentally like this from my family gaming channel. Um, but anyway, so I um, the the first video of yours that I watched that was like this is this is one of my people was honestly one of your splendor videos um, because <laughs> That's um, you hit his you hit his game because splendor so is my is one of my favorite board games of all time. It was like the first Same. game to go on the EFG Essentials list. I will defend it. I just played Marvel Splendor the other day for the first I'll time. I'll die on my hill with Splendor. Oh, man, Splendor is so good. Now, the problem is I don't have a, a playmat. You do. I got to get me a Splendor playmat. I'm just a I bum. just, yeah. That playmat. Who? <laughs> it's a game changer. It's, um, as someone, you know what, though? Oh, I need to rephrase this because it came up bad. The game doesn't match the playmat. Only because... The game has been played so much. It looks like it's been through like a garbage disposal. And the playmat is so pristine and so like fancy and fresh. And you're like, wow, this looks great. And then like when this card comes out, you're like, wow, this looks like crap. (laughs) (laughs) It's been well loved. It's like like putting a chicken nugget (laughs) on like fine china. It's terrible. I mean, I'm not gonna hate on. I'm not gonna hate on chicken nuggets. I, um, I had a six-piece chicken nugget happy meal tonight. All right, come at me. <laughs> the uh, but that was what I mean. The that was how I knew. I was like, okay, this person likes the same games that I like for the same reason. And so then I was like, that's when I hit the follow and started watching. And so I legitimately, and I'm not saying this just because you agreed to be on my podcast, but legitimately. You like what the way I consume reviews is I, you know, I don't care about like outlets, right? Like some people are like attached to like GameSpot, IGN, Dice Tower, whatever. I find people because if you find a person, because they're like, oh man, IGN's all over the place or Dice Tower, I can't trust them. It's like, well, I mean, but there's different people reviewing crap there. These are like giant conglomerations of people. 
But it's like, I know that if you talk about a game and you're like, this hit, like your series, this game, why this game hits for me, I'm like, I have to buy all of them. I'm like, <laughs> everyone. Because those are the kind of games I want. You know, like when you're like the, the freaking dice miner or whatever that, that oh. nobody can buy. Um, like that's, that hits all of my, my levels of garbage. Cause I like dwarves. And I liked Pyramix and that strikes me like Pyramix. Do you remember Pyramix? Oh yeah. And I like it's, beer. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So it is, I know you do. That's the one that, that's one area where we're a little different, but I do like coffee. So you oh. hit me with the coffee content. Um, and so, double espresso before this podcast. Let's oh go. Oh my goodness! <laughs> um, I ran out of my cans of uh, cold brew. Oh. Um, so because I've been consuming too many of them, too many late night raid nights. So, but um, the that I mean that the fact that I found you right, and so like I listen to and listen to your recommendations. And one of the things I really like about TikTok is that there are so many people like us. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's really not hard because of the way algorithms work. Like I find you and then all of a sudden Grant's Game Rex comes across me Mm -hmm. and the game, you know, uh, you know, like all these other people and smaller content creators, too, where it's like, you know what? I can vibe with this person. They only, you know, they're they're small like me, but, you know, they're not like a rock star like Danny Standring. Um, um, cruising up on cruising up on 100K followers. Um, but the, uh. You know, like being able to find all these people and being one of those people, like there are a handful of folks that are part of my normal, you know, TikTok community. And I do both board games and video games, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so I'll do news and stuff like that. I'm sure you see it sometimes. And mm-hmm. like, they're just regular people that post on every video I make and they comment on it and they're they're not people that I know from Facebook or something crazy. It's not my mom. At least I assume. If my mom has an <laughs> anime avatar on TikTok. That's stealth. I don't think she would do that, though. I'll, I'll watch out for the anime. Oh, no. Now I want to help her set that up. Now I want to like go call your mom because I can do that. Yeah, you could. It'd be <laughs> weird. Really um, can you? You should. You should go on TikTok. But like, it's it, it's it's great to be one of those people on TikTok. And I've said this to a lot of folks. I used to think the same. I, the way I think about TikTok, I used to think about podcasting. Is that um, just shut the hell up and do it. Like mm-hmm. Linda has say, heard me say this on Twitter. There's a handful of people that call me the podcast dad because I literally, oh um, I was on a show and I was like, listen, if you want a podcast, just podcast, just, just talk to your phone and you hit the publish Anchor, button. Do it. Um, and there's at least one guy out there. Shout out to, um, shout out to him. And he, Trevor, he made, because I yelled at him, this podcasting is his full-time job. Like he works with, I mean, he works with some like some impressive organizations uh, because I told him to shut the heck up and start recording himself in his car. And I think TikTok is the same thing because all of us have space computers in our pocket. Like think of the, the, like as much as your first video was cringy and you deleted it, right. Or privated it probably like, we the, the your new content like and same with mine and same with Linda's like our newest content is so good and it's better than any video any short form content made by CBS 15 years ago you know what i mean and we did it with the the crap we put in our pockets you know what i mean and i think that shocks people a lot when they ask me they're like how do you film and i was like my iphone <laughs> and they're like and and i was like my finger 
that's it. <laughs> so I did a wander home video where I actually took some shots of like the book and stuff. Cause I had really only ever wanted to be a talking head. Most of my videos are filmed right here. I have my little tripod arm. With, mm -hmm. I'm literally sitting like this. I mean, everybody that has watched any of my videos, that's 90% of them. Some of them are in my car. Right. And, um, and so I was like, you know what, I'm going to try one of these multi-shot, you know, I want to try one of the Danny Sandman specials, you know, <laughs> and you know, what was crazy. Um, one, it was at gamma, you and some, uh, you and another person, I can't even remember who it was. We're, we're filming and he filmed you. Was it Grant? Doing. Yeah. The, the dude with the glasses, Grant, he yeah, filmed, Grant. he had you and you were like doing a shot. And I was like, wait, is that really it? That's and it. Holy crap. That's literally <laughs> that's it. it. You just do a lot of short real videos. And I was like, wait, yep. so that's all you got to do. And it's that's so it. fascinating. Um, that it was, yeah, it, it's so fascinating how easy it was. And I was like, wow, I should probably do more of these it's because it was time. not as it, hard as it was. It's not hard at all. And you just got to figure out your style too, how you want your videos to look like I figured out pretty quick how i wanted my videos to look just aesthetically and i feel like people can pick mine out like as i come up you're like all right this has got to be danielle's um and i just went with it and i that's just how i film from now on and it it's gotten easier it's gotten quicker especially with like editing and how i do things like videos used to take me hours and hours and hours to put together and think about and now i can sit down and do an overview from beginning to end in like an hour hour and a half depending and it's just it's figuring out what you like to do and how you like to present things um and that's 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 really it is that simple it really is that simple yeah absolutely i think you know mega mom in the chat saying this this is all too true we've seen this before she says her algebra teacher used to tell her all the time you wouldn't have a calculator but now you have a <laughs> supercomputer like we just we, we had to take my oldest son's phone away from him and now i'm like kind of the We'll talk about it on Saturday, Linda. And um, <laughs> no. oh, it's, not, it's, it's not great. It's not we'll great. talk about Saturday. Um, and, but I'm sitting there going, oh, man. So, like, now we got to give them a calculator. Because they, they use their phones for calculators in class. So, it's like, now we got to give them a calculator. We got to do, like, all this stuff. He had to download a calculator. We took it, and he's doing work on his computer. Well, now he's rating. But he... Um, he is, uh, but when he's doing his homework, he downloaded a calculator emulator. That's hilarious. <laughs> and I was like, you, there isn't a Google thing that you can use. He's like, well, the teacher doesn't want us using the Google one because, <laughs> you know, he, he gave me a whole explanation. And I was like, okay. Um, but the fact that we have like these, we have like a whole production company in our pocket is so crazy. And you're absolutely right. You can recognize your style. That's how I've recognized some of your sponsored work because you you work with other publishers. Like, and I recognize, and I follow the publishers, and I'm like, wait, this is, I recognize that table. It's funny that you say that, because I actually just had this conversation, because I try, when I work with other publishers, to not show my face. I, I feel like my voice is pretty distinct, despite how I feel about it. But the goal of working with other publishers is to make, like, content that isn't related to me, and I'm just simply putting out an overview for them everyone knows who it is like those yellow walls not very many people have bright sunflower <laughs> walls and you have like my little sparkly fingernail in there and my nice little table like you know what's me and like that that's very clearly my style of overviews so now we're getting to the point where it's like all right danielle you, you can just be in it that's fine like go for it <laughs> just put your face in it everyone knows it's you anyway 
I mean, people that oh, did I ruin did I ruin the gig? Because because on one of those videos, I was like, oh my goodness, this is my favorite TikToker, and and the game right one. Yeah, did I did I ruin it? Did I make a no, mess? You did, no, you didn't ruin bad. it. It's okay, it's been that way. And the same with the portal account too. Like there was no hiding. There was no mystery there. Like <laughs> this is me. Um, so yeah, that's me. All right. Well, I mean, I knew. I knew because I was like, I recognize that table and I know that voice. Um, but you don't do any of your you don't do any of your an, like your extra animated voices on the promotional stuff. I try to keep it as neutral as possible. You like do. Some folks like that. Not everyone likes it. And I try to show um, with the paid stuff. We're going to, we're going to keep I, it neutral. I just want to tell you, um, I love your stupid voices. My husband's so sick of my antics. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, but he's, listen, if you, if my wife were in this room, we could tell her, we could talk about all of my antics that she is tired of also. So if that's just, that comes with the, that comes with the course. So, um, I mean, all right, I had a thought and then I coughed and like, I just shot it right out of my ear. Um, it's across the room now on the couch. I got it. So you, well, thank you. Oh, good. Throw it right back. I just got it. So you just went to Gamma. (laughs) Yep. In Reno, which by the way, now that like, now that like it was you and Grant, because I was watching you guys' videos. Now that I remember who it was. Um, I like, I gotta go next year. Cause I know I could get there. I mean, I know that we, you know, we've been, we've been told that, you know, engaged family gaming is big enough. We can go, I mean, we could, um, I, I, I'm not, I can't miss that. It's so rad. It's um, so worth it. I prefer for board games. I prefer industry only events. Like I prefer, mm-hmm. uh, I prefer New York toy fair to like PAX unplugged. Um, just because it's less crowded Mm-hmm. Um, New York Toy Fair is a little. New York Toy Fair was the first, believe it or not, was the first convention I ever went to for Yeji. So like, um, which is super wild. I, know, I, I applied by I applied totally by accident. If you want to go with somebody next year, you can come with us. By the way, totally <laughs> by accident. We just showed up. <laughs> well, I applied as a joke. I was like, "There's no way I'm going to get approved," but you know what? Whatever. Let's try it. And because uh, I have a buddy of mine that actually works in the toy industry, like he makes toys mm-hmm. and he's like, you should apply, whatever. What's the worst that'll happen? They'll say no. And I was like, that's a good point. And I applied and was approved within like eight hours. You're like, what? Well, it turns out this. they explained it to me at the front desk. I actually asked because I showed them my traffic numbers and, you know, because they tell you to bring your stuff. And I had like a whole binder the first time I went. Now I don't, I don't overthink it at all, but they were like, no, there's, because Toy Fair is so huge, like you could be like a big influencer in a specific niche audience and still need access. Like, how many views can you get a month unique on a blog about like plushies? Not necessarily many, or like somebody that really only does puzzles. And because Toy Fair is so big and covers mm-hmm. so many broad stuff, they they just bring people in. But so like, I love the industry only board game stuff. Because I don't, because I also don't want to ruin other people's fun by like working, you know what I mean? And board game demos are intense. Like a video game demo, you go to PAX, you just wait in line, you play for five just minutes, play. they give you a button and you leave, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you can talk to people, you know, you talk to people while you're standing at the demo station, you know, like, but for board games, it always feels a little bit more involved. Like I'm taking more it's time. very engaging. Yeah. So I, so I prefer to be at the, you know, the, the, industry only stuff and mm-hmm. so you went to gamma 
this was your first was this your first like big industry only like trade show because i know you've probably yeah. gone to packs and stuff mm-hmm. nope did penny of penny of packs plenty of packs plenty um, of packs. But no, this was my first like industry industry specific show and from the sounds of it too talking with people that were there um there was a lot more people there because the new york tour fit toy fair i don't know why i'm struggling to talk right now toy fair um had been canceled so there was like a, a decent amount of people there um and this was the first year they had allowed well they had invited media in um to be there so they had a lot of like media specific events they had the first look room they had like i think it was 20 publishers there showing off games wow. that were either you know just completed kickstarter getting ready to go to kickstarter or preparing for future release um, and then they also had this like speed dating event where we were um, invited to sit down one-on-one -on -one with the publisher. We had six minutes, so three minutes for us wow. and three minutes for them to kind of pitch their game and we would pitch our services. Um, and it was like two hours long and it went by wow. like that. It was so fast, um, but it was really cool. But just getting first looks and, and you're totally right about like not wanting to make people work like gamma everyone was there specifically for business like we were there to you know tell people about what we can do for them as someone in media and what i can do as a content creator and they were there not to like pitch their game to me as a consumer but pitch their game to me as someone who like actually likes games and wants to show people how to play games so the conversation and the dialogue was very different from when i would sit down at like gen con and talk to someone about a board game uh, i felt more intimate too like it wasn't just like oh damn another person i have to talk to about a game um it was like oh no i want to tell you about this game like what how what can we do to get the word of this game out it was one of the best experiences i've had in the past three years is being someone talking about games on the internet and just the whole feeling of the show the air of the show it was very relaxed the hustle and bustle wasn't there you weren't like brushing shoulders up against people just like, stuff on the table um the fact that i can just sit down at lunch and someone would just sit randomly with me like hey doing lunch right now um can i tell you about my game real quick I'm like yeah come on in it was just four days of just like free for all just nonchalant conversations about games and i developed relationships with people that I never would have gotten at something like at PAX Unplugged. It was, it was fantastic. And I sat in on a bunch of seminars, a bunch of marketing seminars too, which was really cool to hear like perspectives of people who are working for big companies. Like Pandasaurus was on a panel and she was talking about like her goals, working for Pandasaurus, working in marketing. And just to hear it from that, that their perspective was great for someone coming from the other end and what I can do to help them. Um, because even though they are in marketing and they're they're games, like we still play a lucrative part in that. Um so it was good to make the bridge between all of that and that's awesome. Getting to Reno though, that's a different story. <laughs> You're like, I think we can get there. I'm like, I don't know if you can because I almost didn't. <laughs> oh no. Okay, I mean um, I can't account for planes. Planes planes are complicated. It's an absolute nightmare because there's no direct flights there. So, oh no. But they are, next year is going to be the last year in Reno. And then I believe in 2024 is when they're moving to Louisville. So it's going to be more centralized for everyone and way easier for everyone to get to. It's going to be great. Oh, Louisville. <laughs> I will be there. Louisville is so much closer. Ooh, uh, yeah. And, and there's an airport. So much right easier there. to get to. Oh, yeah. 
I can't imagine there wouldn't be a direct flight from Logan or from Bradley down to Louisville. It'd be super quick. Great. Uh-huh. That sounds awesome. Um, or road trip. I have a road trip to Kentucky. Why not? Um, I'm a LARPer. We drive all over the place. So, <laughs> um, I'm su- I, I loved watching it through because I had some, you know, uh, the family gamers. Andrew was down there. And so I watched, you know, followed his pictures and stuff on Facebook. And, you know, Derek, the, the, you know, Mr. Funks out there. I call him because he's such Mr. a cool Funks. Derek, Derek. I call him I Mr. Funks. I a lot of time with Mr. Funks himself. <laughs> he did. He's such a freaking hysterical dude. I've, I've, I keep trying every time, every time he agrees to come on the show, like, well, the one time he then got deployed. So he, that kind of killed that. Right. Um, you know, but I keep wanting to. Can't complain with that. I mean, what are you going to do? He's such a, he's such a freaking hysterical dude. Um, <laughs> so anyway. Um, uh, watching you guys' like voyage through that that space, super inspiring for me. It certainly made me want to, you know, kind of step my game up, get things ready, get our magazine going, so we can go and um, kill it. Because our magazine, like, if I was it, if I was it, uh, if, if I was there, I could have been talking about, hey, we're doing our spring board game issue. Yeah. How can we get you in there? You know, that would have been. I could have talked about that at speed dating. I definitely could have. I needed more than three minutes. I have a problem with talking. I was definitely like, can we just get another round of speed dating, please? Because this is not enough. <laughs> Run it back. Um, yeah, uh, yeah so I have a problem sure. with talking to um, Linda. What would have to happen is I would have to do it, and then, like Linda would have to be behind me with like a, a comically large like fan, and like just and like close it and just two handed over the top of my head. Um, I just imagine her with like the fan and then just pat. Um, it's gonna so, the elbow, it's fine. Anyway, uh, we did it, guys. Danny, um, th- this has been a special treat. I've been looking forward to getting you on the show for a very long time, almost the whole pandemic. Um, it's a pleasure being here. Uh, so, everybody, this has been one more very special episode of the Engaged Family Gaming Podcast. I will be back next week. Um, this is not the only content we make. I'll be back on Monday for World of Warcraft Monday, streaming some Mythic Dungeons with my good friend Dana. I'll be back on Tuesday for Video Game Week, and we will be talking to Amanda about all sorts of stuff, probably Metaverse stuff, what with Lego and Epic Games taking down Roblox and all that. Um, and I'll probably be talking about a little bit of Lego Star Wars also. Um, <laughs> no, they didn't send it to me, um, but I'm going to buy it. <laughs> Um, because, because of course I am. Um, so thank you very much for watching everybody. We will see you soon with more crazy content. Wish us luck this weekend, making a magazine. Uh, you don't have to keep a secret anymore. Everybody spread it, spread the word. Um, and until next time, don't forget to get your family game on. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. Music for the Engaged Family Gaming Podcast is Android Sock Hop by Kevin McLeod and audio production by Six Pack Nerds Productions.